The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. Bringing your way today the inspired Word of God and I hope you will be blessed. Thank you once again for joining NUMA Podcast. The key text for today is the book of Nehemiah, chapter 6, verse number 1 to 15. Now it came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall and that there was no breach left therein, though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates, that Sanballat and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief, and I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. Then sent Sambalat his servant unto me, in like manner the fifth time, with an open letter in his hand, wherein was written, It is reported among the heathen, and Gashmu saith it, that thou and the Jews think to rebel, for which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king according to these words. And thou hast also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judah. And now shall it be reported to the king according to these words. Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Then I sent unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart. For they all made us afraid, saying, Their hand shall be weakened from the work that it be not done. Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Afterward I came unto the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Mehetabeel, who was shut up. And he said, Let us meet together in the house of God within the temple, and let us shut the doors of the temple, for they will come to slay thee. Yea, in the night will they come to slay thee. And I said, Should such a man as I flee? And who is there that, being as I am, would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. And, lo, I perceived that God had not sent him, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me, for Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. Therefore was he hired, that I should be afraid, and do so, and sin, and that they might have matter for an evil report, that they might reproach me. My God, think thou upon Tobiah and Sanballat according to these their works, and on the prophetess Noadiah and the rest of the prophets that would have put me in fear. So the wall was finished in the twenty and fifth day of the month Elul, in fifty and two days. Let us pray. 
Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I thank you today for another privilege to be able to bring your word to the world. And Lord, I ask today for inspiration that the sound of my voice, O God, will bless the hearers today. Lord, I ask that as many God that is struggling with uh, the ministry of destruction will find help, O oh God, through this podcast. And I thank you because you are still in the business of hearing prayers. All of this, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The title of this podcast is Dealing with the Ministry of Destruction. Dealing with the Ministry of Destruction. Many of us Christians do not pay diligent attention to one very important ministry that militates against us on our journey. Probably because we think of demon as an animated, ugly, personified monster as depicted by stories we have read or heard. But that may not always be exactly correct, as the scheming of Satan is more vicious than we think. These schemes comes in various ways and sometimes in three-piece suits and skirts, camouflaging the ulterior intention. This is why the scriptures tells us in the book of 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8, be careful, watch out for attacks from Satan, your great enemy. He prowls around like a hungry rolling lion looking for some victim to tear apart. And also in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11, it says, Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. With this insight at the back of your minds, follow me as we take a succinct look at our message today. But first, let us begin with what the book of Nehemiah is about. Tradition identifies Nehemiah as the principal writer of the book of Nehemiah. He was a Jewish cupbearer to the Persian king at that time, a position that reveals the upright character of his person. Although Nehemiah was not a priest nor a prophet like the others, he was spiritually, socially, and politically aware. Hence, his keen interest in the divine mandate of the structural revival and the importance of Jerusalem for the survivor of the remnants. While Nehemiah remained in Persia, after the exile had returned, his heart was in Jerusalem, as I believe he kept himself updated with happenings back home through his brother Hanani. You find this in Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 2. 
Without going deeper into historical facts about the book, it is sufficient to say that the story of Nehemiah is a fine example of spiritual leadership in a secular world. His diligence and resolute in countering the ministry of destruction and his negotiation skills. Above everything else, Nehemiah understood his part within the mission of God. He knew he got the contract of rebuilding and securing Jerusalem, but God got the credit for his successes. Our story today identifies three key characters in the Ministry of Destruction. They are Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshem. The point to bear in mind is that these guys were not friends but enemies of the Jewish people and of course enemies of the progress of the security and the plan of God for his people. Brothers and sisters, whoever that is against you and your progress is not only your personal enemy but also the direct enemy of the plan of God for your life. That is why you must be vigilant at all times. And not only that, you must identify those characters like Nehemiah did and stand up to their schemes. As I said earlier in this podcast, these enemies would come well dressed up and opinionated or even claim to be experts on your life. This is a disguise and an attempt to ensure that you fail in your God-given mission. This is why the Bible says categorically in John chapter 10 verse 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, the enemies plan to first steal from you this beautiful and well-occasioned plan of God for your life and then to kill you psychologically, morally, kill you, your faith in the Almighty God, and to finally destroy your destiny so that when you physically die from this side of eternity, you will be lost forever. My dear brothers and sisters, that is the ultimate goal of Satan and that is the reason why we must understand the scheming of the ministry of destruction. And the best place to learn is from Nehemiah who mastered the skill himself. It is also important that I add here, the characters Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshen mentioned were not just ordinary people, they were people of influence in their society, capable of dissuading people to do their bidding, including community leaders such as prophets. You find this in Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 1 to 14. So, to deal with the ministry of distractions in our lives like Nehemiah, we must first understand that no matter who we are, 
God brought us here for a purpose. We are not just robots created somewhere in Japan or Silicon Valley, but that we are created to be an integral part of something bigger than ourselves. My brothers and sisters, this is the propeller we all need to get going, no matter what life has thrown at us. Imagine what the psalmist said in Psalm 139 verse 14. I will offer you my grateful heart, for I am your unique creation, filled with wonder and awe. You have approached even the smallest detail with excellence. Your works are wonderful. I carry this knowledge deep within my soul. Wonderful. The psalmist caught this high-intensity vision of creation as against evolution and placed high premium on himself and have this truth enshrined deep within his being. Wow! What a great God we serve. Brothers and sisters, there is a purpose to your existence. You are not just here to pass time. You're here because God has put you here. God has placed you in your own position. And you must understand that to be able to overcome. Understanding the purpose of God for your life would help you to live a life of a visionary. That is why Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 says, Without prophetic vision, people run wild, but blessed are those who follow God's teaching. Vision is our spiritual satellite navigation system that gives us particular direction where we are heading and has the ability to redirect us each time we miss our next turn. Without it, we are lost. For example, I was driving from the city of Glasgow to the city of Aberdeen. Although I am familiar with the road network, as always, I had my sat-nav on, but at a point it lost its signal, then gave me the wrong instruction. But because I'm familiar with that part of Scotland, I had no problem. However, regardless of this failure, the satellite navigation system has become almost indispensable piece of technology in the 21st century and they are getting even better by the day. Spiritual vision therefore is a situation where we see into the invisible and dare the impossibility. It is futuristic and driven by enthusiasm. It is not where we are presently but where we are going to be by the grace of God. We may share similarities with others on the same journey of faith, but it is important that our vision be genuinely different and capable of inspiring and motivating us as individuals in the decisions we are making every day. The process of fulfilling vision is expensive. It costs time, it costs talent, and it costs treasure. But if 
our vision is worth living for, then we must be prepared to step out of what is familiar into the unknown and be fully prepared to confront the ministry of distraction that is ever present and above all, put our trust in God to lead us forward. Those who have been used by God to make a difference in this world have always been people with deeper sense of purpose in life. It is never enough to engage in activities of this life for the sake of it. It has got to have this God element to fulfill God's vision in our lives. And the only way to achieve this is by letting God be in charge. For example, in Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4, Nehemiah writes, When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. See, Nehemiah, upon developing his vision of rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, began his journey at a place of consultation with the Almighty God. He first seek the face of the Lord, and by so doing attracted the attention of his destiny helpers. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. And set the vision into mission, which in the end translated into success in spite of the overwhelming ministry of destruction he encountered. Some people are very good at casting their vision, they know and are convinced of what they feel God is calling them into. But they don't follow through on the vision because they got easily distracted by the agents of the ministry of distraction by underestimating the power of his ministry. And as a result, many visions are lost and they end up living for a lesser purpose than God intended for them. I wonder though, my brothers and sisters, if you are in this category of people today, and if you are, I assure you today that the Lord is saying something to you this minute. God wants you to reconsider and recast your vision so that he can set you back on track. There will be the agent of the ministry of destruction, but remember Jesus Christ said in Matthew 28 verse 20b, I am always with you until the end of time. This is a promise, and Jesus said this for a purpose. He knew that there are those who would distract you from the mission of God in your life. So he made the provision for you already. Very often, vision can die because life is hard on visions. But do not write yourself off and do not give up just yet. Even when you tried and tried and it seems you are beaten against the wind. Hear this, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 to 3. Write the vision, make it plain on tablets 
so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastened to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come, it will not delay. Wow. My brothers and sisters, regardless of your confrontation today, wait for your vision, seek for it, and it will definitely happen. Nehemiah sets out to rebuild the broken walls of Jerusalem with the purpose and intent, and to complete them in record time. He had diplomatic permission from his work at Persian Palace, had a trouble-free journey through the regions, got a team of excellent workers together, and began his project. But there was a problem. He did not take into consideration in the planning process. He had failed to factor in the ministry of destruction until they appeared. Notice how destruction comes when everything is going really well. Distraction would not come when things are not in the best of shapes for the simple reason that they are not attractive to the ministry of distraction. That's the reason. So, if you feel greatly distracted now, it is because you are on the mission to fulfill your vision. However, for Nehemiah, it was out of character for him to be easily distracted, no matter what. He had a vision, and he is focused on seeing the vision to conclusion. As you know by now, distractions are fatal to visions. So, when Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshen came to initiate their ministry of distraction, Nehemiah was not at all surprised. He said, and that's in Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 2 to, to 6. Sambalat and Geshen sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the village on the plain of honor. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message and each time I gave them the same answer. Then the fifth time Sambalat sent his aid to me with the same message and in his hand was an unsealed letter in which was written, it is reported among the nations and Geshem says, it is true that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt and therefore you are building the wall. Moreover, according to this report, you are about to become their king and have even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king, so come, let us meet together. The Ministry of Destruction cleverly put together document to indict Nehemiah of treasonable felony, as this would set the people and the king of Judah against him. 
But because he is aware of their treachery, he never allowed himself to fall for the cheap blackmail. Brothers and sisters, one of the major weapons that the enemy of your soul is used to is the weapon of blackmail. Satan used the same weapon to blackmail Adam. You find this in Genesis chapter 3 verse 3. And also Job, you find it in Job chapter 1 verse 1 to 12. If you are going to ever live a life of purpose and fulfill the vision of God for your life, you will need to learn how to confront distractions no matter how they present. Just imagine the grave allegation of felony at the time when the Jewish people were already demoralized. And to discover that Nehemiah was a fraud, it would have demoralized and demobilized the entire team and jeopardized and subsequently halt the progress made so far. The agent of the Ministry of Distraction waited until the team Nehemiah was at the cusp of completing the project. But to his advantage, Nehemiah was not ignorant of the devices of the ministry of distraction. So he stood his ground and refused to follow or associate with the schemers. You too, my brothers and sisters, must not give attention to the enemy of your soul in the way that demoralizes and destabilizes you if you must fulfill your God-given vision. Several times the agent of the Ministry of Distraction invited Nehemiah away from the project, but he rejected their invite each time. Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 2. First, they invited him to meet in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. Another time it was the house of God. They said to Nehemiah, that's Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 10, let us meet in the house of God inside the temple and let us close the temple doors because men are coming to kill you by night they are coming to kill you friends can you all see to what extent the agent of the ministry of destruction can go to accomplish their goals remember not everyone that claim to be from god are truly from him that is why we must continue to ask for the spirit of discernment not the spirit of suspicion 1 John chapter 4 verse 1 says this, Don't believe all people who say that they have the Spirit. Instead, test them. See whether the Spirit they have is from God, because there are many false prophets in the world. Brothers and sisters, each day of our lives, brings an opportunity for the enemy to distract us from our vision. And that is why we must be vigilant. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage you to be aware of the ministry of distraction and not to allow yourself to get distracted from your God-given vision. 
To do so, we must all take cue from Nehemiah's response to the agent of the Ministry of Distraction at the start. Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 3 to 4 I sent a message to tell them, I am working on an important project and can't get away. Why should the work stop while I leave to meet with you? They sent the same message to me four times, and I answer them the same way. In this response, Nehemiah recognized fully well the importance of his vision and project, so much so that he wasn't prepared to give it up so easily. If your vision is that important, then you too must not give it up easily. As I bring this podcast to a conclusion, it's important I let you understand that the spirit that runs the ministry of distraction is the spirit of anger at good works. Sambalat and his cohorts were very angry and upset at the prospect of the security and fulfillment that the world would bring. The spirit of mockery, of progress in the things of God is also part of this ministry. And they said to Nehemiah, these are just piles of ashes and dirt and cannot be brought back to life. They seek to undermine all that Nehemiah was trying to do. But brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus, do not give wings to the taunting of the enemy and to those who will undermine your vision and your divine destiny. You must stand up to the devil and confront him and his cohorts. This Nehemiah did, not seeking revenge in the physical realms, but in the spiritual realm. He brought this matter to God, to his God, whose project it was in the first place. And finally, the profound effort of Sambalat, Tobiah and Geshem were unsuccessful because they were fighting the plan of God. And because God was involved in the project, in the building of the world of Jerusalem, it was completed in record time. You too, my brother, you too, my sister, will fulfill your God-given vision in record time. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Let us pray again. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for the time spent together with my brothers and sisters across the world. And I pray God that this message will be a blessing. It will bring blessing beyond measure so that as many that are unaware of these devices of the enemy will become aware and they will come to that place where they can stand up to the enemy of their soul in such a way that the ministry of distraction in their lives will be brought 
to nothing in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and soon coming King. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.